0: Well, tonight turn if you would to 1 Peter chapter number 5 page 1315 1315 if you gotta scope your old King James Bible First Peter chapter 5 First Peter chapter 5 1 Peter chapter number 5 I'm so thrilled you're here tonight. First Peter chapter five. If you've got your place, say amen. amen. All right, let's stand one more time. Verse number five. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. I'm not going to preach it, but my, the truth that's right there, be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Isn't that good? Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Boy, isn't that great? And that's why I'm glad that I got somewhere I can go cast all my cares over on to him and realize he's more than able to handle them. But notice verse number 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, may make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Verse number 8. Be sober. Be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for lunch. Becoming the lion's lunch. Let's go to the throne of grace. Ask Zeke, if you would, please pray. Amen. you be seated. The lion is called the king of the jungle, the conqueror of all beasts, the master hunter in the forest. The lion is known for two things. It is a great ability to intimidate all the other creatures with two things. His roaring and his roaming. He's a master at both of them. The king of the jungle is known also to protect the family, rightly calling them the pride. Boy, isn't it amazing when you start thinking about the illustration, and that's where our thought is tonight. Figure speech, the Holy Ghost of God uses, referring to Satan as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. We realize that his family is called pride. That amazing. It's pride is the opposite of humility and humbleness. And we find that in this passage that he's looking for lunch. He's looking for the next meal. As I prepared this, I couldn't help but think in our society today, he, the line has a, a quite array of fast food restaurants he can go to. Know how sad this is. The teenager who, the high school student, the teenager who goes to a party and tries binge drinking for the first time to never regain consciousness. The TV dinner he has, or the drug addict, or the alcoholic, or the hopeless businessman that puts a gun to his head, or the prostitute who believes the live repent for the last time. These are no challenge for him. Just fast food. Sad to say he can pick them up anytime, place. Now that's sad. But when he really wants a real top-of-the-line meal, you know, we all do it, don't we? We all make statements like, what do you want to eat? Anywhere but McDonald's. I'm just a chicken. Don't eat any McDonald's. And uh, you'll say, well, Let's go into a set-down restaurant, which if I can get Miss Stonja in a set-down restaurant, I've accomplished something pretty big. Praise God. She ain't a hermit, but she's close to it. And uh, if if, if he wants a set-down meal, he's not interested in fast food, and he goes after the Christian, the preacher, preacher's wife, Sunday school teacher, deacon or the deacon's wife, the singer, the amen folks. No, I'm going to tell you, if you ask him, say, what's your favorite meal? He licks his chops and says, that kid that grew up in church. With a world of potential. Boy, that's my favorite right there. Oh, I mean, I love them. I just love them. I I look for them every chance I can get. Well, Mr. Line, do you like dessert? Oh, yeah, my dessert's my missionaries because I hate God's message and hate God's Word. And his desire. And he doesn't care how long it takes to get his meal. That's the most amazing thing. He doesn't care how long he has to walk around about seeking. The Bible says he knows when he, if he can get, he can get that, that, that good meal he's looking for, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. As we read this passage. The first part deals with pastoring and Peter focusing on being the under-shepherd. But the second part shifts to the flock of the church. And he's trying to relate here that we're in a spiritual warfare. And he gives us the insight on how we can learn to fight that warfare. See, some people believe Christianity is a playground when in fact it's a battleground. The Bible says in your heart is a good soldier. So tonight as we really look at this thought and look at the the illustration that the Holy Ghost of God put in the Word of God on the lion. Tonight let's say, let me first of all say, Who is this lion? The subject of endless curiosity and speculation and discussion. But who is he? I know the Bible calls it, but who is he? Well he's the major spirit of evil, the ruler of hell and the foe of God. You know what? I about forgot something. Where's my notes at? Oh, I've got notes here if you're interested in them. I made you notes because I got a lot of points and I didn't want you I want you to speak to your heart tonight. So there is there's there's notes. I'm so sorry. Should've told you earlier to get you a set if you're writing it down. He's a major spirit of evil, the ruler of hell and the foe of God. He's a supreme ruler of evil spiritual, evil spiritual power. He's a fallen angel who existed in heaven. Don't miss this. God never created the devil the devil. He was creating Lucifer, the bright and morning star. At one time, Lucifer was in charge of the worship of God. And I won't go into detail, but if you'll take your Bible and do a good study, you'll find that God never gave that to one individual ever again. He gave that to four individuals, never to one. But at one time, an pride was found in his heart, and God kicked him back to earth. And since then, he's been Satan, the devil, the evil one, the one that's out to destroy he is the God of this world, the Prince of Power of the Aaron. He's the tempter, the great dragon, the Prince of Darkness, Lucifer, Satan, the devil. And you say, well, why would why, why you get all these things? Because he disguises himself. He's a master at disguising himself. He's a master at it. It's a master at it. Many pastors... I've been deceived by him, and ministries destroyed. One of perhaps the greatest, one of the the greatest ministries, one of the greatest, and and to be honest with you, I mean, not now, but at one time, I I would have put him in the top ten of some of the best, one of the greatest preachers, and yet, he was deceived. And fell for that deception. And now his life and his family and his church and and the stigma will never leave that. There's a church in our area right now that to be honest with you, if I mention the name, there's a stigma attached to it that it will never go away. It will never go away. As we think about him, let me give you three things about who he is that you may not think about. Number one, his size. Let me show you how big he is. This is an average African lion. From, 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 from head to tail, he's about five and a half to six feet long. If you count his tail, he can get as long as eight. Feet, eight to nine feet in length. He'll weigh somewhere around three hundred and fifty. This is a little bit skinny. We had to stretch him out to get him to the length we want him. But, but in, in the wild, they uh, this line would go somewhere between three hundred and fifty as much as five hundred pounds. I thought it interesting. I've often wondered why they got all this hair and mane around here. It is to protect their neck in a, in a battle because when they get in a fight, they, they go for the neck and the throat and that protects them and, and, and helps them. The thicker, the better. You'll find that he, is, he, is, he has 30 teeth. Canine to kill and smaller ones to tear flesh. From ground to the top of his shoulders... They can range from three to four feet tall. This is an African lion. The Aztec line, you can add another two feet in length. You can add another 200 pounds in weight. He'll go four feet, sometimes four and a half feet tall. They are ferocious beasts. You say, preacher, why did you go to the trouble of that? Because I want you to understand the devil not some little bitty thing that you can play with we need to understand how big he really is. How much he desires to have you for lunch. How much he wants to have you for lunch. His sound, not only his size, but his sound, his roar can be heard for five miles away. I was reading this week and, and said, why do they roar to intimidate, intimidate? They roar so everybody else will know, Get out of my way, I'm coming through. It is a roar to intimidate. It is also a roar to tell other males, If you're in my area, you're in trouble. His roar can be heard for five miles away. His stamina, 20% success ratio. To his kill. For every ten tries, he gets two. You say, really? Just a 20%? Yeah. But here's what you've got to understand. He keeps coming back and coming back and coming back and coming back. He never quits. He never stops. If he misses, if he misses that gazelle today, he'll be back tomorrow. If he misses that zebra today, he'll be back tomorrow. Let me tell you how how courageous a lion is. Lions have been known to attack full-grown elephants. Of course, they didn't win the battle, but they, they attacked anyhow. They attacked. They have been known, they have been known literally To just continue, to continue, and to keep going and keep going and keep going until they get their prey. See, the devil might not get you today. He may not get you tomorrow. Hey, sir, he won't get you in that affair this week. He'll be back next week to tempt you. And if he don't get you that week, he'll be back the next week to tempt you. If he don't get you, he'll be back the next week because they're, 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 they never quit. Well, my heart breaks for those that used to sit here in these pews today, but now they're casualties. They used to brag and shout and sing and testify. The truth is, they're either becoming Lion's Lunch or they've already. Become the lion's lunch, and that breaks my heart. The lion will attack anything and anyone. They they've been known to attack uh, pythons. These 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 huge pythons. They've been known to attack them. They've been known. They'll attack an alligator. They'll attack a rhinoceros. They'll attack anything. Anything. Who is this lion? Well, he is he's big and he's bad. But who does he target? Who does he target? Who's, the lion? Who's, who's Satan targeting? Well, he targets four groups. And he goes out every day targeting these four groups. He targets, first of all, the weak. Bible says, now we exhort you, First Thessalonians five fourteen. exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men, see that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good both among yourselves and all men. Here's what God said, that's the reason why Paul said it is so important Not only, the weakness he's talking about, the the little line is looking for the weak physically, but what the, the devil's looking for is the weak spiritually. Now don't miss this. There is a connection between being weak physically and becoming weak spiritually. We are three part being, body, soul, and spirit. Everybody understand that? By, don't don't let, let me help you this way An egg's got a shell It's got a white It's got a yellow But still one egg Alright And here's what happens Anytime we're fractured In any one of those areas Where if you have a physical body Then it can make you weak spiritually You get to hurting bad enough Or you'll get to wonder If God even loves you at all He'll affect you spiritually if you, if you are affected emotionally, if you've got an emotional issue, it'll affect you spiritually. Boy, I want you to know we're three-part being, and, and, and the truth of the matter is, God, the, the devil, this lion, he's looking for the weak. Boy, I know something. I, I was, I, I've been watching all these videos of lions attacking. I wanted to know about them. And you realize a lion will do something? A lion will literally start a stampede and will literally stop running them to observe who is the weak one. Who's the spirit? who's the weak one? You know what the devil to do? Won't you listen to me now? I need you. I need you. I need you. Be. I'm going to be very transparent tonight, and I need you to listen. Don't don't misquote what I'm saying. You know what? You know what the devil will do. The devil will move things around at the house. Do things around at the house of God. You know what he'll do? He'll do that to see who's the weak. Who's going to buckle? Who's the weak? You know why? Because he's targeting the weak. He's targeting the weak. See, he don't play fair. He's looking. He's targeting the weak. And that's why it's so important that you and I be conscious of the people around us. You know know what they do? You know how they help those that are weak in a herd of wildebeest or gazelles? Here's what they do. They circle them. I was watching a video, and boy, I love this. There's a line here. Uh, they attacked. By the way, the women do all the hunting in, 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 the, in the block. Here she comes. She come up to attack. And then you know what they did? They circled her. She was a trying. She's a trying to get one of the little small weak ones. And you know what they did? They circled that line. They trumped that thing to death. Most amazing. That line didn't have a chance. And he wasn't about to let it leave a living either. You know what you need to do, to, what we need to do tonight? We need to circle around those that, that, are, that are weak. And, and those that are in our church. That's, you know why I keep asking you, pray for Brother, Brother Ramsey. Why I keep asking pray for Brother Ramsey. Boy, that body's a weak place right now. And him and Linda need our prayers. You know why I keep asking you to pray for Miss Sonya? You do no, I keep asking you to do that? Not because I, I want you to do that, because her body's weak right now. Her and David need your prayers. Her and David. Miss May now may have had a stroke. They, they need your prayers now. Because Satan targets the weak. Not only the weak, but notice what else he targets? He targets the weary. He targets the weary. The Lord give us a precept. I want you to notice something. In Galatians chapter 6 six. the Lord give us a precept. I want you to listen to it. Let him that is taught in good word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. But then he put a principle behind that precept. Listen to what he said. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh, shall the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit, shall the Spirit reap life everlasting. So God gives a precept. There's a principle behind it. He said, listen, you're going to reap what you sow. You're going to reap what you sow. Here's the promise. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Behind that promise is a peril. And it is getting weary in the well-doing. I love our bus ministry. I love what God's... I love our Sunday schools. I love a fights club. I love everything God's doing here. But those of you that work in these ministries, those of you that clean the church, those of you that work in any ministry, if you're not careful, you can get weary in well-doing. How many of you have been on the bus ministry long enough now to... Get up on a Sunday morning. It's okay to be honest. Get up on Sunday morning. Oh, God. i got to go get on that bus today. And say, oh, Lord, why did, why did I sign up for that? Amen. Why, sure. Why, sure. It is in those times when you're weary that you become a target. You know what? It's during those times. And let me, let me help you. I've seen this down through the years. It's been amazing. It is in times of being weary of well-doing folks will come and say, Pastor, I think maybe somebody else needs to teach a Sunday school class. I- I'm thinking about a young lady right now that she-, she basically made this statement, this statement. I-, I need to step outside of my class for a while. She was weary in well-doing. Now she's okay. But the class has moved on. Church has moved on. And I fear she's going to become lines Lunch. You know why? Because she got weary and well-doing. Well, oh, that's the reason. You say, well, how do we keep them getting weary? Well, that's the reason why we need to have our devotion right, while walk with God right. If you ask Matthew the one thing I tell him over and over and over and over: how do you walk with God? Lack of prayer can bring weariness. Let me tell you what you need to do when you start getting weary and well-doing. Get your Bible back out again. Get your prayer life back again. Shut down the Facebook. Shut down the phone. And get to a holy God. And say, God, I need your strength. Oh, it works. A lack of nourishment. The Bible says men should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The third group he targets is the wounded. And we be honest tonight, how many of you been in church long enough that you've been hurt? Yeah. That all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking. Stop right there. You become a target when you're the one doing the evil speaking or you're the one listening to the evil speaking I need to help you tonight our speech ought to be about how good God is on everything we do and when people start wanting to feed you information you need to stop that information and say you know Hey, dude! I don't need to know that. I don't need to hear that. I, I don't need. Hey, have you ever have you ever known anybody? Well, I'm, I'm glad you're here tonight. Have you ever known anybody? You dare not ask them how you're doing. I mean, don't somebody you don't dare ask them that question because I want to tell you something. He, he, I mean. And, and it's not that you're unconcerned, you care. But, but after the hundredth and twentieth time, you've heard it. You know? And, 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 you, and you begin to realize very, very quickly. But notice what the Bible says. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. We've all been heard by someone along the line. Trust has been shattered. Heart's broken. It leads to bitterness. And strained or ruined relationships with others. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you don't even have your relationship with God no more. I, I, was, I was preparing this and so many things came to mind and so many people came to mind. Just, 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 just recently, if you had asked me a few months ago uh, the name, the five best friends I had in a church, tr- people that you were s- I was settled on being my friend, this man's name would have been on the list. Hands down. And yet tonight he's not here. And you say, Preacher, how, how do you do that? Let me tell you how I do that. Number one, I hurt. I know, it's, I know it's hard for you to believe, but you, you, you cut the preacher's arm, he'll believe just like you. Are you listening? Sure will. I hurt. But I put a limitation on that hurt. I hurt for a few days and I said, that's enough. Number one, I don't talk about it, nor do I let others tell, talk to me about it. Second thing I do is this. I just run to God. And I pray for Him. And I'm begging God to help them. Because if they were my friend then, they're my friend now. And I'm not going to run them in the ground. And I'm not going to talk bad about them. I'm going to lift them up to God. And I'm going to believe God to help them and strengthen them and bless them and do whatever God wants to do with them. I'm going to pray for them. But I'm not going to let them be the point of my discussion or my, my speech. If you want to know what I'm interested in talking about. I'm interested in talking about how good God is. And what God's doing in our church right now. And what God's are doing around here. And what God's a blessing around here. And how God's are moving around here. That's what I'm going to talk about. Because I don't want the devil to know I'm wounded. Now I'm not going to tell you I don't get wounded. But I don't have to let the devil know I'm wounded. Because then... You become a target for lunch. Fourth person, fourth group, he targets. The fourth is the wayward. Oh, my goodness. Galatians said, you did run well. Who did hinder you? That you should not obey the truth. The Bible's Paul said this, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, less it by any means. When I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. The word castaway means be disapproved and disqualified. It means for God to put you on a shelf. Here's why the here's the and by the way, this is the Satan's, this is the lion's favorite one. He looks for this one more than. Anyone else? He looks for that person that's sideways on everything else and is standing over in the corner folding their arms and saying, I ain't doing nothing. I ain't enjoying the service. I ain't doing nothing. It is that one that isolates themselves tonight. It is that one that says, Hey, I don't need that Sunday night business. I don't need that. It is that one that isolates themselves. And that is the one the line almost gets every time when we isolate ourselves. When we say, I'm just not going to talk when, when we just pull away from everybody. There's the truth is we all need help sometime or another. Are you listening? And when we isolate ourselves, when we say, "I know they're going to have a Christmas dinner, but I ain't not going. I know there's church, I ain't not going." You are becoming a prime target for the lion's lunch. I preached this entire message to get this part right here. Because the line does something. I didn't know this. But man, I've been intrigued with it. The line doesn't go out just haphazardly. This line prepares for lunch. He prepares. He sure does. And you say, how in the world does this line prepare to have someone for lunch? It is here. It's the way he prepares. Now, if you've slept through the entire message, I want you to slap yourself, and I want you to listen. I want, you to, I want, I want your utmost attention right here, especially you young people. He doesn't use mayonnaise and mustard and ketchup and salt and pepper. He doesn't do that. But he does prepare for those he wants to, eat. He wants to have for lunch. First of all, by deception. By deception. I, again, I've been reading, and one of the things about a line is this. Most of those that he gets never know he's there. Till it's too late. They never know the line. I, I was watching one, they was, they was just heard of, I believe the wilder beast, and I, and and they were all hurting, there was a little small one kind of playing around over here, just 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 isolating itself. You know? Mom and dad ain't telling me what to do. Isolating itself. Are you listening? Preacher ain't telling me what to do. Isolating itself, I watched that line. That line started way back over here. And it just kept inching a little closer. And that thing's a jumping around. It's over here and it's a play and It's a jumping it's, it. It's a smile. It's having a time. It's, it, it's just playing. And no, no idea. That line just kept inching a little closer. And every time he would take a look that way, he would just stop. The line would just stop. You couldn't even tell it from the grass. He's so blended in. And he just kept inching closer and closer. But when he got close enough, without him ever knowing it, he's on top of that thing. And it had it around the throat in a heartbeat. Deception. Salt Rock Baptist Church, God commanded us two things to do. That we don't become part of the Satan's deception. He said be sober. What's that word mean? It means this. It means to be clear-minded. It means to be self-controlled. It means to, to recognize and understand that there's a real Satan. Hey, hey, you young couples, you need to understand there's a real live line wanting to destroy your marriage. There's a real live line wanting to destroy you. He's wanting to destroy your children. He's wanting the deception. He said, be sober. Then he said this. He said. Be vigilant. Notice what Solomon said it this way He that's slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. He that hath no rule over his own spirit, like a city broken down and without walls, they're not sober, they're spontaneous. Satan loves them. Number two, be vigilant. Watch watch. To be to be strict attention to. To always be on guard. It means to always be watching. Because he wants you for lunch. The deception. The second thing he does, are you listening? The second thing he does is this disillusion. What I mean by my delusions. Here's the delusions. What never happened in my marriage? Preacher, I'll tell you right now, I, I, I'm, I'm never going to have an affair. i tell you right now, I, I, I'm not going to let that man talk to me and get my attention and, and go on. I, 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 I'm not going to get caught up in that innocent lunch Saying it turns into a trip to a motel. Not me. That's a delusion. Hey, I, I'm not gonna fall for that gal. i tell you right now. He ain't gonna happen to me. I'm not, that old, that old hussy ain't gonna get me. I'll tell you that. No, sir. No, sir. Not me. No, it never happened to me. I'll never get on drugs. I never steal or kill or hang around people who do. I never cheat on my husband or wife. Delusion. It won't happen to me. It won't. The preacher I was telling you about, I said in a question and answer time. And one of the questions years ago was this. How do, how do pastors keep from getting called and, and, and falling and, and destroying their ministries? And here's what he said. He said, the way we do that, he said, you set some good boundaries and set some policies. He said, you set some policy policies and you'll never have to face it. Set some policies. And he had the policies, but he broke his own policies. Let me tell you a story man in western North Carolina on the dealership. And his best friend was a businessman. And a businessman called him and said, said, man, you've been friends. He said, my wife's coming up to buy a car. He said, what I want you to do. He said, you show her whatever, whatever she wants. Whatever she wants. You let her have. You put a tag on it. You, you call me, give me the number, how much it costs, and I'll write you a check, and I'll have you in the check in the mail tomorrow. It'll be paid in full. She goes up, she, she searches a lot, finds what she's looking for, what she's interested in. And as he got ready, she got ready to leave, Benzie was his best friend, and he would paid cash for the car, no questions. He took out his business card, and on the back side of it, he wrote his, his personal cell phone number, and he said, Now listen, he said, me and your husband's best friends, and if there's ever a problem you have, said, You call me, and it'll, it'll be took care of. Well, she showed up a few weeks, and for several, several other times, and wanted to know how this worked on the car, how that worked on the car, and he gladly showed her, Till one night he got a call. And she said, so-and-so's on a trip and be gone for a week and a half. And Could you and I go out for supper? I just want some companionship. That's all. Nothing else. Why, sure, I'd be glad to. So one dinner date turned into two. And a couple weeks, a few months later, just a very few months, this businessman had another friend that knew both of them. And uh, he said, I, I he said, knew your friends. And he said, I know your friend that's a dealer, a car dealer. And he said, I hate to tell you this. I'm in such and such motel. And he said, I just watched your wife and this dealer going to a room on the second floor. Gave him the room number. Said, I'm so sorry to have to tell you that. And I said, Thank you, sir. The businessman gets in his car, goes to his house, puts a gun in his pocket. He goes to the motel, and he goes to the front desk. He said, ma'am, I'm so sorry, but I'm in room such and such, and I, I just forgot my key. She said, I'll be glad to help you there. She just swiped him and gave him another key. And he walks in, and he hears him laughing in the shower. He walks in, he opens the door. Pow, pow, pow! She drops dead, and The man says, sir, listen, no, you don't have to do that. We can work this out. He said, no, we can't work this out. Pow, pow, pow. And he slumped down. He shuts the door and gets in his car and goes home. After a while, their bodies had stopped up the drain and the water just started running down the walls. Someone called the manager and they pulled a film and they seen him walking in. So they called the law and said, I know who he is. Respectable businessman. I know who he is. They turn on the sirens and they start and as they walk up to the door, they hear one more sound, one more pop. They go in and he's sitting on the couch and he's taking his life. You see, you think it can't happen to you. You think it won't happen to you. You think that somehow the delusion that I can flirt around on the job or Anywhere for that matter, I can flutter around. I, I I I can just I can just flirt around with the with the opposite sex, and it's no big deal. It's just fun. It's innocent. It ain't gonna hurt nothing. It Ain't gonna hurt nothing. Please don't boo me out. I'll, I'll be honest with you. There's one thing I have purposed in my heart is I'm not walking around on the eggshells in our church no more. Sin, sin. I'm gonna call it what it is. I'm not going to be afraid to preach anymore. But I, how many times have you and I seen this play out? A young lady that, that, that might be a little bit well upholstered, if you know what I mean. And all of a sudden, they lose a lot of weight. I'm really being kind, you know. And all of a sudden they lose a lot of weight and then before you know it, they've destroyed a marriage and a home. How many times have you seen that happen? Delusion that it can't happen to you. Would you please? Here's a delusion. That you can allow people to feed you negative information and it not affect you. I'm praying for them! If it's negative information, no, it'll affect you. The delusion. The delusion. Boy, he's a master at it. He's a master at it. Peter answered and said to him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never, I will never be offended, Lord. I won't do that. And yet, in just a few days, you know him. I don't know him. Don't you, don't you, don't you know? Nope, I don't know him. Do, I told you, blank, 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 I do know him! And the cop began to crow. And Peter wept like a baby. Said, my God, I have done exactly what he said I'd do. We need to understand the delusion. I, Just not long ago, a man told me, he said, I'm going to tell you, God put me there in that church. I ain't going nowhere. Yet he's not here tonight. you know why? The delusion. The delusion. He prays his lunch by deception, by delusion. Number three. Now, I need you to please listen. I'm trying to keep you from being the lion's lunch. By dissatisfaction, the wisest man who ever lived fell for this tactic. Satan is a master for Ecclesiastes one two is Solomon, the wisest man. Listen to what he said: "Vanity of vanities," said the preacher. "Vanity of vanities, all is vanity." Empty, empty, everything's empty. Because he could not be dis, he was so dissatisfied. He's the wealthiest man that God, that he ever lived. See, that's, you're, you're the greatest delusion Satan has. Well, if I win the lottery, I'd be happy. No, you wouldn't. No. It's a lie a delusion. Well, some of you like to live out and try it for yourself, wouldn't he? You? A dissatisfaction. Boy, Satan, this line loves this line loves it. When you get dissatisfied with your possessions, house is too small, car's too old, not enough money, not enough toys. He loves it when you get dissatisfied. Be the possession. I need to tell you this story. Years ago, I had a preacher friend. He wanted me to come to his church, wanted me to help him. And I'm going to tell you, he started taking me to his house. And man, he had a super nice home. And and, and I'll never forget, I had a little Kia. He said, I don't drive coops. He said, I, I drive a car. I don't drive nothing like that. Another way he's trying to say is that you need to get out of that, out of that uh, uh, thing. And, and, and I, but you know what happened? I started going over there, and we started we getting wine and not Not wine, but you know, Pepsi and dined. I'd, yeah, bad, is bad. Y'all watching me, man. And, uh, and you know what happened? Pretty soon I got dissatisfied. That little place over where God gave me. I know God gave it to me. I've been mean, walking in the backyard saying, God, I'm so sorry. You gave me that. We raised a family in it. It's amazing for children that say, I can't wait to get out of here. But then fall all to pieces when I say, like, when me and mama are staying by my oh God, you can't do that. You can't do that. Because it's home you see, when you start getting dissatisfied, He's preparing you for lunch. When you're dissatisfied with your position. The greatest position I've ever held and did for the house of God was I used to clean the church at Gospel Light. I'd come in, I would turn on the lights, I'd put me a song, I'd sing, as loud as I could, but it was but I drowned it out with all the rest. And I would just I would just vacuum, I would cry and pray and praise God. I mean it's the this time you ever seen. I'll never forget those days and I've often thought that's the greatest position I've ever had in my life. You see, until you get satisfied. So when you're dissatisfied with that position. All of a sudden you become he's preparing you for lunch. when you get dissatisfied with your partner, all oh, listen to me, your soulmate, your husband, your wife. you better have your marriage, your lover, your friend. When you get dissatisfied, you're, 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 you're fixed to become the lines of lunch. you start getting dissatisfied. Number four, when you get dissatisfied with your pastor, and all of a sudden you can't do anything right. And trust me, don't don't miss this. I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal. But if you want to, you can find fault with something I say and do every service. I preached an entire service, I put Nicodemus up that tree. The whole service. And I got in the car, and Darlene said, Honey, that's an interesting service. I'd never heard that. I always thought Zacchaeus was up that tree. I never knew Nicodemus was up that tree. <laughs> man, that was wonderful. I never knew that. I started to get dissatisfied with my partner. Hey, Amen. <laughs> you're you're going you're, you're gonna to find something. You get dissatisfied with your pastor. And you start looking for things that you disagree or you want to find fault with. <laughs> and if, if, if it is, you can find it. God help you, you can find it. And if you don't know anything, come and ask me. I got, I got a whole list. <laughs> I'm like a fella that went to a, his friend and said, He said, I don't know what I'm going to do. They're going to vote me out. He said, Why? He said, They got three things. He said, go home and knock down the other 97 things, walk in the pulpit and bust out laughing, saying, hey, I got 97 things that you don't know about me. And go on to preaching. Folks, I'll be honest with you. When you start getting dissatisfied with your pastor, pretty soon you become the lion's lunch. It always starts this way. What do you think about the pastor? It always starts that way. What do you think about the pastor? I wish they'd ask me. I think about him a lot. And i tell you what I would tell them. I would say, I think our church would probably go a whole lot further if they had a good pastor. I think the one they got, he stinks about half the time. But I also say, but I know this about the pastor. I believe he loves God and I, God, I try. I believe he loves the church. God knows I try. When you get dissatisfied with your place of worship, can I help you? I want you to look. I want you to look to everybody around you. Everybody, just take a few minutes and look to everybody around you where you're sitting around you. Can I just say this? The same people that's sitting here is sitting in every other church that you go to. When you get dissatisfied with your place of worship, you are a candidate for the lion's lunch. I can see that line. They're, 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 that These wildebeest and, And and they like they like zebras, and they like gazelles, 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 and uh, and uh, and they like those. But I can see a wildebeest saying, "We, I just, I just don't like that one over there." So I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go over here. I don't like that one over there. And and I'm going to tell you something. There's a lion sitting right over there in the woods saying let me get out my spoon my fork and let me get ready because I'm going to have him for lunch you realize I I hope we have God knows we're trying but I, I hope you're praying for brother Ramsey Jimmy Ramsey he needs our prayers and you know what we need to be doing right now? Instead of being dissatisfied with the place of worship, what we need to do is this place of worship needs to be centered around that one that's weak and sin. God, would you please touch them and hit them and strengthen them? I hope we've been that to you, Miss Linda. Because that, because when you get dissatisfied with the place of worship, you become the lion's lunch. Miss Anya needs our prayers. You know what we need to do? We all need to be circling around her, and every day you need to say, God, would you please touch that dear lady? I don't know her name. She got a strange sounding name. See, a lot of people don't even know. Someone said, well, how do you pronounce her name? Anya. She's Polish. And her name is Anya. And 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 Violet. You know, Miss Violet's really struggling. How many of you know that Ms. Violet's really struggling now? She's in a hospital. And she's struggling for a while. You know what we need to be doing? Instead of being dissatisfied with the place of worship, why, why don't we just circle around Miss Violet and Tim and say, God, would you please touch her and please, please help her? You know, Ms. May, she's been coming several weeks. Why don't we just be dissatisfied with the place of worship? Why don't, we just, why don't we just circle around them and say, Lord, would you please help? Jim-? That's Jimmy's mother. She's mom. Uh, what we need to do is we start getting dissatisfied with your place of worship. Then you become his lunch. Number number four. I'm just going to touch on this. One. He prepares for lunch when he gets us depressed. Depression. This was Elijah's problem. Elijah, after a great victory, I mean, he played fire down from heaven. Then Jezebel said, I want to kill him. I want to kill him. And will you believe that or not? Just those words can really affect you. I fired this boy one time. He's selling drugs. And I took a gun from him. He had a gun. I said, give me that gun. He gave it to me. And I fired him. And the idiots, I mean, the five people in personnel, gave him back the gun. And he said, well, I'm going to kill him. And a friend brought me a 25 automatic and I carried it in my back pocket for about a half a day. And I got to thinking, if somebody comes around the corner and says, boo, they're going to be shot. I don't care who they are. I took it out, I handed it back to them. I said, take that thing to the car. And I said, if it's the day for me to go to heaven, I'll go to heaven. But I ain't living in that world. Depression. Oh, well, I just said, I'm the only one. God, kill me. And God said, shut up, Elijah. 7, they 7,000. They ain't about to need a bell. But don't miss this. Depression's a mighty strong thing. How many of you are faced with kind of depression? It's tough. It's, it's challenging. And when you're, you're in that place, well, you can become the lion's lunch. Last of all, disappointments. Disappointments. If you've ever thought about this... Judas never went through to selling out the Lord until he becomes so disappointed that God wasn't going to set up his kingdom when he thought he would. His attitude changed. and Of course, we know he's a devil from the beginning, but he sold him out when he got so disappointed. You realize that you become the the lion's lunch when you get disappointed? When you get disappointed. I expected this to happen. That didn't happen in your time or your thinking or the way you thought it would, and you get disappointed. You realize he's waiting on you. Those things right there is how he prepares his lunch. Tonight, I, I, I just need to be a preacher and I need everybody to look this way. This week, No less than six people in our church. Early in the morning. I mean early. I woke up with such a burden for you. I prayed for you. And this message was on my mind and I thought, Please God, help him to hear tonight. Now, not all of them's here tonight, but enough of them are. Tonight, if God has spoken to your heart, I don't want you to just even hesitate. Because you see, it may be right now he's preparing you to be his next meal. Deceptions. Delusions, dissatisfactions. Depressions and disappointments. And tonight, I don't want you to become his next meal. Nobody wins. Everyone the devil destroys, everybody loses. Don't miss that. There's nothing to shout about that. There's nothing to praise God about that. And I've seen too many of them down through the years become the lion's lunch. No one, no one, no wildebeest, gazelle, no, no zebra, no animal wakes up. Not, not a one wakes up and says, "Today I might be the lion's lunch." None of them does that. None of them, none of them, never does. They get up going through the routine never dreaming, never realizing that they are the lion's next meal. So let us not be. Let's be sober. Let's be vigilant. Let's be mindful. Allow God, stay close to God, keep a walk with God. And then when you see the first sign of it, the first sign, the first sign, you stop it right then. You can't blame it. Let, let me illustrate it this way. Now, we've been married for 41 years. I ain't do this. Man, you, boy, you, you, boy, you're looking good today. Yeah. Man, y'all y'all to say, stop right there. I know that's flattering. I know you want to hear that. I know you husbands ought to be saying it more than you do. Shame on you. But I'm saying, you got to stop it right there. It's like, Well, thank you. And you feel good. And it shows up the next day. You got to stop it right then. You got to say, now listen, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? What are you doing over here? I may, maybe you hadn't noticed this, but first of all, I'm married. But more important than that, I love the Lord. And I'm not interested in it. By the way, are you saved? Do you know Jesus? Hey, sir, when that guy come out and say, man, i tell you what's the truth. Boy, you, man, you sure are sure a handsome feller. Of course, you know that's a lie. Just look around. <laughs> you say, well, thank you. And you begin to smile. You stop right there. You've got to stop right then. And you got to say... By the way, thank you so much. I appreciate that. By the way, do you know Jesus? Do you know the Lord? And you don't allow that. Got, you got. You say why? Because the the lion is looking for his next meal. Boy, tonight, if you're disappointed, if you're dissatisfied, some of you just you know what the greatest thing some of you could do is find your place in this altar and say, God, give me a great contentment for my 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 possessions, my partner, my place of worship, even my pastor. God, I want, I want, I want great contentment in what God you bless blessed me with. And it might be the greatest place. You, it might save you from becoming the Lion's Lunch. That's all standing your feet, every head bowed, and every eye closed.